on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh God. Oh God. I get into it. Uh, I definitely want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor for the month of November. And that person, that business is Infinity Beauty Salon and Spa. We are so grateful uh, for you. Huge shout out to those that are working over there right now. So y'all see my nails? Can y'all see it? Go ahead and, and comment and let me know you can see my nails. Because I'm not responsible for doing this. It is the great ladies over there, Miss Cynthia over there at uh, Infinity Beauty Salon and Spa. And I'm telling you, I've been with them for about a year now. And so I can tell you that their services are definitely impeccable. And here's the thing. They don't just offer uh, fill-ins and, and acrylic nails and, and gel nails and, and, and let me see, pedicures. They don't just offer that over there. They also do hair over there as well, ladies. And they cut men's hair over there. They have a barbershop over there as well. I mean, you can't beat that. And so if you want to know any more about this place, you want to take a look at it. They are located at 2 Cavendish Road right here in Hamilton or right over in uh, the Hamilton Parish. And their phone number is 295-4646. So if you want to dial them up right now and set your appointment for your nails, for your pedicure, I would wish that I could lift up my feet and show y'all show y'all my foot because I'm telling you it is like the way that she did my my feet the last time I got I want to say I got my pedicure about two weeks ago yes I still get pedicures in the winter because I believe in in not cutting up the bed sheets and not cutting my husband's legs when we're laying next together, when we're laying next to each other. And so keep on getting your feet done, please. Don't be sitting up here having crusty feet just because it's cold outside. What in the world? And so uh, they do a, a very awesome job. So you can, like I said, you can call the number 295-4646, or you can go on their website. That's normally how I book their appointments. And I'm going to definitely put it into the chat. Their website is Infinity beauty salon bda.com as a matter of fact let me put that right now y'all just give me a second you know we black people we got to act right infinity beauty salon Let's see i see yeah somebody's laughing you know we black people we got to act right up here you got sponsors you better give them their props. We're so thankful for them. Okay, let me just make sure I got the right information before I press send because I don't want to be sending y'all to somebody else's website. And you're like, this ain't what she told me to do. Infinity Beauty and Salon Beauty. No, Beauty Salon BDA. InfinityBeautySalonBDA.com. Bang. There it is. And so you can, I'm going to pin this for those of you that want to make your appointment right now, because guess what? When you make this appointment, 
Let them know that you heard the ad on Wednesdays are for women. And guess what, y'all? You'll get 10% off. And this is not just for, for nails and for pedicures. This is for your hair. If you want your husband to go and get his hair cut, this is for all of that. So make sure that you let them know that Wednesdays are for women referred you over there to them and they will give you 10% off for the service that you requested. Is that not awesome? Come on, if you know that's awesome, let me see some hearts and let me see some likes for that because I'm telling you that is absolutely incredible because this is what we aim to do. We aim to uh, to boost uh, businesses, local businesses that are here in Bermuda. And so we are so excited about that. Now, we are doing all of this because we are kicking off our November series, which is health and beauty, health and beauty. And I'm so excited about today's guest. And let me tell you how uh, impactful this person has been in not just my life, but in our whole entire family's life. I want to say that we connected with him. It must have been like about 2014. Um, we started to go to a gym here and he took us on as our personal trainer. Me and my husband, uh, we've been with him that whole time. And not only did he take on me and my husband, but he also also took on my eldest son, Andrew. He likes to call he likes us to call him Andrew, but I call him Nikki. But he took him on, and uh, we've been going with him ever since. If you want to know who I am talking about, let me bring him on stage. Now, y'all, bear with me. Bear with me. That was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> You are so crazy. See y'all see what I'm talking about? No, but we love him. We love him dearly and we are so thankful for him. We're so thankful that he decided to take the time out today to come on this show. So if y'all are excited, let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. Let me see some 111s. Ha! <laughs> We love you so much. Yes, somebody said, hi, boss. Yes, we call him boss. So if you see that name uh, pop up in the comment section, you guys, we're not making a mistake. We call him boss. We are so very thankful for him. Okay. We are so very thankful for him and thankful for everything that he has been doing for our family. This is the reason why I always look so good, y'all, and why I'm so strong. Y'all want to know my secret? How I'm able to preach the way that I preach because of this man right here. All them squats. Oh, they're giving you one, one, ones. And I see all the hearts and likes. And oh, my, thank you, everybody. Thank yeah, you. My husband is here. I got to I gotta give a shout out to him. Pastor Eldridge Burroughs is right here with us. And so we're so thankful for him. So, boss. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I know that um, I asked you to come on here today because like I mentioned a moment ago, we are kicking off our health and beauty series. And uh, of course, this is a show for women. 
And this is the time of year where a lot of women, you know, they start saying, you know, I want to do better health wise. I want to gain strength. I want to uh, lose weight, you know, all those things that we women start to say. And so we want to hear from you right now uh, by just letting us know, um, letting us know about your passion whenever you're ready. Oh, passion. Definitely. Uh... I'm a believer in holistic health. I believe that's the best way to achieve any goal, whether you're trying to lose weight, build muscle, or what I like to focus on is just improving your quality of life. Um, I think sometimes get people get caught up on those outer goals, but I care how my clients feel day to day. Your mood, your digestion, your sleep, how your body handles stress. I think those are the things you really want to look for to know that your body's in a great place. And if your body's in a great place, the more effective and the easier it will be to reach those other goals. Wow, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And you know, one thing I know that in the church, this is one thing, unfortunately, we're guilty of. Hmm. Um, you do see a lot of people that are overweight. Um, I remember uh, maybe like about three years ago, unfortunately, there was a pastor. And when when you're looking at the video of this particular pastor, it looked as though, you know, he was in great health. You know, it looked as though he was strong. But he literally was while preaching. Well, after he finished preaching, he sat down and died right mm -hmm. there in front of his congregation. And it just sent shockwaves waves around the whole church. And, you know, you begin to start uh, hearing a lot of conversations about how that's something that we really need to change. So um, I know that that's something that you would definitely like to speak to. Yeah, I I personally, let me make sure I say this first. These opinions are of my opinions and not a reflection on Chanel. Uh, <laughs> this, this is something I always thought was very important and powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the church should be on the front lines when it comes to certain lifestyle illnesses or just health in general for two main reasons. If you just look at history, whenever the church got involved in community relations, they became more relevant. They became more powerful. If you look at you know, the civil rights, the church was really important for that. Uh, now, sometimes the church is late to certain issues and you lose that potential and showing the community, we are here for you. It's not us. We are here for the community. Mm -hmm. So I think by jumping on board and really tackling health and quality of life, you can then make yourself more relevant, make yourself more open to the community. And that's the people you're trying to help. Yeah. Uh, the other aspect is your the message of the church is to live a healthier lifestyle uh now when i talk to elders usually he likes to say worlds like i'm in the fitness world he's in the spiritual world mm -hmm. but he can tell you there is a direct parallel between the two absolutely uh, if you're in the church and you believe your body is a temple you should be treating it as such mm -hmm. if you believe that god gave you this blessing of a body and a life how are you taking care of that body uh, when you're talking about lifestyle illnesses, it comes through living a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The same way you would preach about, you know, you have to be careful of temptation. You have to make certain sacrifices for the greater good is the same way I think it should seep into your actual lifestyle. Because that's what a lot of it is. Mm -hmm. it's, you need to make these sacrifices. You can't eat what you want, when you want it, all the time. But because you did that, in my world, what I would say you're investing in that future you. 
So when that time comes, 10, 20, 50 years down the line, you're not on medication. You don't, you feel better. Again, I'm always about that quality of life. You're not just, you're not just existing, but you're able to live. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not dependent on others. You're not falling down all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, and even um, when I can, I'm going to talk about my personal experience, mm -hmm. just in like high school and college, mm -hmm. uh, what I noticed a lot in like the Muslim religion, because they are so like everything's together. Yeah. I remember seeing more than five, and I'm saying five generously, like obese Muslims. Wow. Everything is life. Their spiritual life. Yeah. Day-to-day -day life. It's very, they're regimental. Yeah. And I think I think that will be a great thing to see because unfortunately, you know, when I go to services or I go to church things, the obesity rate is pretty high in these places. Uh, and then you got to go again with just that quality of life, the lifestyle illnesses, all the things that come from that. So that's why I really think it's important for the church to be in this, for them to see like, there should, you know, you're living that lifestyle of sacrifice for the greater good about that quality of life about taking care of the gift that god gave you your body and then from that it can seep into other areas where you guys can have like uh nutritionists and you know lifestyle coaches in the church to get in the to the community bring them in show them this is my lifestyle this is what you can have mm -hmm. and i think that's such a powerful message that you guys can be about yeah, I think that that's so good. And what's so fitting about this, and I had told you that I would talk about this scripture earlier. The Bible literally says, uh, it says, beloved, I wish that above everything that you would be, that you would prosper and be in health. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel like this is a place that God is really calling his people back to because, you know, when you consider uh, in Jesus's day, you know, with the disciples, there was a lot of walking that they had to do. And it's funny because the Bible does mention people that were overweight. And for some of, I mean, I shouldn't laugh about it, but y'all, there was this one priest that was like really overweight and he fell back and broke his neck. That's just how fat he was. So, you know, like that stuff, it did exist in the word of God, but I know that be, because of their, uh, I guess it was like their day-to-day -day lifestyle, they mm -hmm. had to really uh, be more aware of what, you know, they were eating. And I just feel like God is bringing us back to that place. Now, I know one thing earlier, Huffett, that you had mentioned, you wanted to talk about the mindset. And I know that this is something that you have talked to me about several times uh, of how, you know, you can try to change your eating and you can try to start exercising. But if you have not shifted in your mindset, you're probably going to go back to old ways. Can we talk about that for a moment? Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you just said. Yeah. Even if you look at how things were 50 years ago, mm -hmm. you have to look at what's the difference now and why the rate of obesity and lifestyle illnesses keep growing. Yeah. A lot of that has just comes through instant access. Um, the more technology advanced we get, the less we do. So that's Come less on. calories we're burning. Mm -hmm. And then the more things and preservatives and chemicals are putting in our food. So we kind of have to understand, you know, even when it comes to our physical output, mm -hmm. we have to be more diligent. We can't just be where, again, if you went 70 years ago, we didn't have automobiles. So you rather walked, you biked. 
your body is used to moving. You know, you're folding and washing clothes. We're now, now we're at the point of technology. You don't even have to type sentences anymore. Come on. Like that's how little calories we need to burn throughout the day. Wow. And then even when you're thinking of the nutritional aspect, you know, because we have access to so many different products all year round, where again, if you look at years in the past, it was more seasonal. Uh, And the biggest thing, and this is the conversation I usually have a lot with people, is understanding what food is. Okay. Uh, Now, people, as you said, if you think you're going to change certain habits, I'm going to go walking, I'm going to try and eat healthier. But you did not, you did not commit to changing that mindset of you have to eat for function over feeling. That Mm -hmm. the definition of food isn't something that just tastes well. The definition of food isn't your time of gathering around family and friends. Yes, that can be part of the experiment. That's part of the culture of it. But food has a definition where it's meant to sustain life, repair your organs, provide energy. Look at the foods that we eat now. They don't do those things. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to make that shift of, I can't just eat what I want when I want. I have to make certain sacrifices for my well-being And then through those sacrifices, especially once you understand balance, and for anyone listening, balance does not mean I had a salad for lunch so I can have a pizza for dinner. Oh, my God. Huffin, don't do this to us. (laughs) I know it's shocking. I know. I know it's crazy. Yeah. That that, that does not mean balanced. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you can still partake in the good food. But I always tell people, if you're focusing on your food, if you're focusing on your nutrition, you're focusing on your health holistically, mm-hmm. and then one meal you go have a pizza, that's not going to do you anything. Just like okay. how if you're eating processed food all the time and you have one salad, you're not going to be the healthiest person ever. Yeah. So the more we can commit to, you know what, I have to change my mindset. I have to change my relationship with food. I have to, once you can change that, that's what yields long-term results. So any of my lifestyle clients... No one comes to me just to lose weight. You're coming to me to lose weight and learn how to keep it off for the rest of your life. Wow. that's And I'm telling y'all, I've seen his lifestyle clients and they are beasts. Now, I want to I want to hit this right here, because as we know, those of you that are in America, I love you. God bless you. And yeah, let me say hello to all the nations that are chiming in today. Love you guys so very much. But those of us in America, we have a special holiday that is coming up. Now, I know I'm jamming Christmas music right now, but I love Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving is coming up. And so I know that this is normally the time where a lot of us, <laughs> me being us, hi. <laughs> A lot of us, we wow out. But I like what you said, Huffett, when you talked about the balance. Can we just talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that a lot of a lot of people, especially, you know, women, it's I, I think that it can start to become overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like if we were to have a cupcake or if we were to, you know, eat Thanksgiving, like I think that we start to feel bad and then we start to say to ourselves like, oh man, you know, I messed up again. I'm never going to be able to like really get this down pack. Can we talk about balance just a little bit more? Most definitely. And I think even with that, uh, again, another thing I think the church should be on the forefront of mm-hmm. is the mental health component. Okay. You know, uh, if you're going into this journey thinking, oh, I want to lose weight to feel better about myself. 
you're already kind of starting off on a problematic point. Say it again, Huffett. <laughs> Say it again. If you were coming in this think looking for your happiness through weight loss, through trying to just reach some image that you think you should achieve, yeah. you're already you're already kind of destined to fail. Yeah. And then what happens is once you don't achieve this look, you know, oh man, I didn't do it. And you're kind of tumbling on and you can easily go down a dark rabbit hole just based off of that, which is again, the one thing I always preach on is health just has to be about your quality of life. I would rather you lose 10 pounds, but you feel amazing energy wise, mood wise, than you trying to lose like 50 pounds. And some, some of them would even do these extremes, which are not healthy, uh -huh. lose the 50 and then in a few weeks, months later, the put back on 75. Mm -hmm. So you first have to start with what is your actual objective? Are you actually just trying to feel better? Or are you just trying to achieve a certain look that society says this is what you should look like? Mm. Uh, once you get that health component down, the mental health component down, then again, it's just about being consistent day to day. And that way, when you go have Thanksgiving, you're fine. Like okay. if I went wild and out, on Thanksgiving. What, wait, hold on. How did y'all hear what he said? <laughs> because I love it. I love for those of you that are wondering what to do for Thanksgiving. <laughs> what, as long as like you keep up your routine and you snap back to it. Is that right, Huffett? Yep. It's it's okay. It is okay. Okay, you can keep going. I like I that mean, the mental health aspect. Because one of the one of the things and us as humans sometimes we like to be in negative places. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that can generally happen is let's say you're trying to lose weight or whatever, you would go through the Thanksgiving or birthday or something, and then you want to weigh yourself right after. It's knowing the number's going to change. And it's not even that as body fat, it's just you've had more carbs, so you're going to hold more water. But then you see this number and you're already, again, you're digging yourself in this hole and you kind of want to stay in this hole. And there's so many times where, you know, one of the, I would usually send out messages during the holiday about, look, I don't really care about the holiday, but it's just getting right back to it. Sometimes it takes people weeks to oh, get back to that normal routine. Sure. So when it goes to the balance, the other part of it is understanding the power of no. Mm. Sometimes you can say no to things and mm -hmm. it's okay. And you kind of want to build up that willpower. Uh, you know, you'll really see this around the Christmas season yeah. because there's party, there's events, there's dinners, there's this. There's ways that you can go out, have a meal that you can enjoy, but it doesn't have to be like this luxurious 10,000 calorie meal. Yeah. Uh, and that way, when you go out again, you'll be like, you know what? This is, this is the dessert place I really like. I want to have that dessert. Then you can say yes. Mm. But learning to build up that willpower, understanding you have the power to say yes or no, and actually saying no sometimes is, again, one of those things that's going to help you in the long run because you have to know willpower. Again, we didn't have to think about this 50, 70, 100 years ago because we didn't have these type of foods out. Yes, true. We're in this situation, we have to be more diligent in understanding there's a lot of foods. There's a lot of processed foods. These are things that I have to be mindful how much I take in. So mm -hmm. I have to understand no. That's, oh my God, that's so good. Because, you know, a lot of us, you know, we struggle when it comes to that, when it comes to being able to tell ourselves no. Uh, 
But I think that there's so much power in that being able to have self-control. Now, Huffett, uh, one of the things that you know about me is that uh, one of the things that I deal with is having high blood sugar. And it's something that is very common uh, among Black women. And I know that uh, world, I believe it's called World Diabetes Day is coming up. I want to say November 18th. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there are some that are watching. Uh, there are some that are listening in that's either dealing with this or on the verge of possibly dealing with this. What, from your standpoint, what do you recommend that we could do to fight this sickness? So I'm going to try and keep it simple, understanding this is a deep conversation. Um, yeah. But just to leave you with actual things that you can actually do to help. Understanding for us what uh, what diabetes is is important. So once you understand the crux of it is just high amounts of insulin, high amounts of blood sugar. So then you have to ask yourself what's causing the high blood sugar, what's causing the insulin spikes. Once you can understand that, then you kind of know, okay, I need to try and stop doing those things. Uh, so every time you eat, your body has to produce some amount of insulin. Uh, So a lot of people, they might say, well, I'm only eating once or twice a day, but they're like snacking four or five times throughout the day as well. Every time you do that, there's an insulin spike, insulin spike, insulin spike. And depending on where you are in your health spectrum, those build up of insulin spikes can lead to a problem, Uh, especially if you're thinking of, you know, there's going to be a higher insulin spike if you're dealing with your refined carbs, your pizza, your pastas, your breads, your muffins, these things are going to cause even more of an insulin spike. So now the problem lies in a lot of us think we need carbs for fuel and we don't. Mm. Um, You really, you really don't. But what goes on, and again, I'm going to try and keep it simple as possible. That's fine. This is good. Uh, When you eat and that blood sugar spikes, Insulin needs to be produced to bring down your blood sugars, but what happens is it brings it down and it usually brings it down.